Hey guys, welcome back to the Deal Machine Real Estate Investing Podcast. If you want to quit your job you hate and build a life you love, this is the podcast that teaches you how to do that through the proven business model of wholesaling real estate, a low or almost zero money down strategy in order to making $20,000, $50,000 quickly. And so you don't actually have to buy the property, but you just find a property and pass it off to an investor who does have that. One of the true things that helps make this business work is the ability to handle objections when you're talking with a homeowner that does want and need to sell their house at a discount for a number of reasons. And in this masterclass, Steve Trang teaches a live audience of 100 Deal Machine community members on what the top objections are and how to handle them. And these are sales skills that'll come in handy, not only in real estate, but conversations and communication, I truly believe is the foundation of anything you wanna do in life. And it's why this is one of my personal favorite masterclasses. If you guys have gotten any value from this podcast so far, please subscribe and leave us a review. It helps us make more content to get you to financial freedom. The Deal Machine REI Podcast. Everything you need to know to get started in real estate investing. Yeah, excited to see everybody. I know we had Steve on, I think we had you on back. It was like April, March, April timeframe, somewhere in there. Um, that was fantastic. Really appreciated you on last time. So if, if anybody hasn't seen the last one, highly recommend going back and watching that as well. Um, this one, obviously we have, uh, the markets continue to change and we've had, you know, uh, a lot of people interested for a lot of different reasons. This one's going to be a little bit different. I think that since that last one, um, again, the, our goal every single week with these is to help everyone improve, grow the real estate business and learn from, you know, world-class experts like Steve here, um, about a variety of different topics, talking sales today, but, uh, we have, uh, you know, again, Steve today, we've got next week, uh, Gary and Susan Harbor which they are phenomenal. Um, they'll be talking about uh, how to really build a, a business with purpose um, and highly, highly recommend going to that. They're they're very sought after in terms of speaking at um, a variety of industry events we go to. So that's going to be a fantastic one too. That's the first time they've been with us. So uh, really excited for that one next week too. Uh, and Steve can, you know, you can attest to how great they are as well. But, well, I pay them a healthy sum of money. So yeah, yeah they're, exactly. they're awesome. They know what they're doing for sure. So yeah. Uh, We've got that going on. Um, again, the recordings for all of these, I'll throw the link in the chat. Currently, it's at, um, here it is, at this link, is dealmachine.com slash elite library. I believe next week, we're going to have the portal live, but we're going to have a portal um, where you're going to be able to more easily access uh, and take notes and favorite of uh, these talks. Um, and even look at some deal machine trainings in there too. Um, so that'll be really exciting to have that live. Hopefully, I can show that off to you guys next week. Um, obviously in the meantime, make sure to use your, your, uh, you know, CSM as part of your team. Um, they should be on, I think we've got everybody on the call here today. So just consider them an extension of your team as well. And then I know Ryan, could you share out that contact sharing sheet for me as well? Um, I know we try to help, help you guys connect with each other, um, have this kind of a, a go-to sheet for people to go in and, and, uh, you know, put their contact info and network with each other too. Oh, there's David. All right. There we go. We got, got David on. Steve said he's going to start charging for his time if uh, if you keep showing up to these, David. So, you <laughs> seen you enough lately. I'm joining real. I'm going to get in his downstream. So, he just got to spend some time with me. Oh, yeah. I will have to. I'll be obligated at that point. <laughs> Love it. Um, Well, I know, uh, again, today, Steve's going to open it up. Or we're going to start off, you know, with, uh, you know, chat coming from him. And then we'll go into open Q&A. The topic today is going to be how to take our sales to the next level and be prepared for the changing market. Um, before we dive into that, I know one thing I've enjoyed doing uh, is really kind of starting off things with with good vibes, you know, get, get people to talk about, you know, what has been great in their week, uh, you know, since we've seen each other last. So does anybody have any big wins they can share, whether it be personal, professional, you know, things going on in their world that they want to uh, give a shout out for and, uh, you know, start us off right? I'll go ahead. I always seem to go... Uh, I took my boy fishing this uh, past weekend. We went really early in the morning. We went down to Rockport. Uh, first four hours, didn't catch anything. Guy's only 11 years old. Uh, didn't complain one. And then uh, my buddy that was uh, captaining the boat said, let's try one more spot. That one more spot, the, my son caught four 
uh, keeper reds right away, 20 minutes, his whole day just went fantastic. So that was a great win. So got to want to fish. Love it, man. There we go. Yeah, I know on the last time I talked about that, I went fishing with the with the boys, uh, you know, two weekends ago. Had a blast, but nice. Here we go. Any, anybody else have, uh, could be personal, it can be, hey, I, you know, landed a deal, made a new hire, um, anything exciting going on for anybody else? Paul put a fun one in the chat. He put, they bought a historic home in Aiken, South Carolina for 160 and sold it for 192 Oh, nice. Great. Hey, good work, man. Cheers. Carlos, you got one too? Yes, sir. Uh, what's up, uh, Deal Machine fan? Krista, hi. Um, yeah, I just got under contract. My 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 primary residence uh, sub to 0% down, uh, 3% interest rate. So just today, this morning, I met with the seller. So it's in Dana Point, Orange County, California, right by the beach. So that killer, killer deal for me. Um, it's ARB is like eight hundred thousand, and 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 I got it for five five seventy five zero down up to so, super excited about it. Amazing man, love it. Did, did you say I, I missed it there? Did you, was that through Deal Machine as well? Uh, well, so here's the story. Uh, I, I'll keep it short. So this this lady sold me a house that I found via Deal Machine, uh, last year early twenty twenty one. And then she recently called me like last week saying that this, this other property that she owns, she's dealing with squatters. So obviously, because we gave her a, a great experience and, and it worked out, she called me and then, but it, it, because of the area and stuff, and I'm looking something for myself, like I pitched the seller finance uh, uh, route and then she, she, she loved it and she went for it. So that's how it kind of worked out. That's awesome. There you go, man. Yeah, it's building those long-term relationships. I know uh, Steve will be talking about it. <laughs> About uh, just building relationships in general today. So uh, lo- love to hear it. Uh, yeah. la- laughing at David too, saying that you uh, cast your your fishing line through the tree four times and start with it. So we can pull all. Uh, do you have any other wins, David, from this tweak? Put you on the spot. Yeah, I saw Steve for the second time this week. That was a huge win for me. <laughs> that is a big win. Well, but awesome. Anybody else? You know, good good job, Jody. Spend time with your son. That can be challenging to carve out, no, no matter what you do, but especially when you're working on your business. So that was inspiring to me. <clears throat> and uh, nice job, Paul and Carlos, on your awesome deals, and uh, and Jody as well. Uh, you said you, you I actually saw yeah that just now. So you signed one for ten thousand dollars. Nice job. Nice. Love to hear it. Great, guys. Well, um, appreciate everybody, everybody chiming in, speaking up there. I know, um, Steve, I think most people know you here, but to kind of give you the quick, quick intro, uh, I know you're one, one of the top sales experts, you know, out there for real estate. I know you've got one of the top podcasts out there for real estate as well. Real estate disruptors. Make sure to check that out if you haven't yet. Um, you're, you have a rep nationally recognized sales training program. You train some of the top investors in the country. And then you also do real estate investing yourself. You know, you're based out of Phoenix and you actually, you're talking about yesterday, how you got started during the last recession. So you've got some good stories there. If people want to, want to ask questions and uh, dig in there. Um, and I know, uh, all in general, I love mentioning your mission is to help create a hundred millionaires, which sounds like you're like 20% of the way and verified. You said 19%, uh, verified double digit, but I know it's more, okay. but verified. And you guys might think it's crazy when I'm about verified, but. Actually, make people send me a certified letter from their CPA or a picture of their bank account. Awesome. <laughs> because I'm gonna make this plaque that I'm gonna ship to you <laughs> that and as for free, like you gotta give me something to work with. So verified ten plus, but well I suspect a lot more. Fair. Yeah, plus I mean you're putting out uh great knowledge for people too, so it's tough to tough to account for exactly the impact that makes. But yeah. Um yeah, and then Roger, Ian, Aaron, congrats also in the in the chat there. So that's fantastic. But um, yeah, Steve, I, I think I'll I'll start off. I'll kind of pass it over to you to begin with. Um, if you can chat a little bit there, um, you know, on the topic today, and then uh-huh. go for Q and A, and and uh, run with it from there if that works. Yeah, for sure. So um, I didn't prepare any sort of fancy pre- uh, presentation. Uh, really, what I want to kind of share is like you know, uh, you guys are all aware of what's going on in the market, but. 
want to talk about it a little bit at how we're pivoting and, and managing and the conversations we're, we're having with homeowners to get them to be a little bit more realistic, right? Because that's the biggest challenge. So right now, what are we running into? Um, what we're experiencing, it's, um, it's harder to acquire right now because sellers need to be at a lower price, right? For us to be able to wholesale or flip, either way, we need to be at a lower price today. Um, the, it was already difficult enough to get someone to sell their house for 80, 75, 80% of market value. Now ask them to sell their house for 70 to 75% of market value. It's, it's a larger gap, right? So that's the first thing. And I'm not saying anything here. You guys don't know what, and, uh, what became harder immediately. And this was effective. I think June 15, it was like the flip of a switch. It's harder to dispo now than ever before. Right. So like we have this Delta, uh, this gap is where like the sellers, at least for June thought the market's going to be fine. Right. Like everything's hunky dory. We'll just wait it out. The buyers immediately ran around like their heads were on fire. Um, have you guys found that same experience when you're trying to sell your properties? Um, the flippers are calculating more margin, right? A lot of them are buffering at least 10% more if they're going to buy for you as a flip. The buy and hold guys who are buying cash and doing cash out refi saw their rate go up instantly on June 15th, right? When the Fed came out, and the Fed's meeting again today, I believe. When the Fed came out, uh, the, the Fed rate went up 75 bips, right? 0.75%. And if you're doing the cash at refi uh, for BRRRS, a lot of people are going to community banks or whatever. So this interest rate is a little bit different. It was a little bit closer tied to the Fed rate. So immediately your buyer and hold guys couldn't pay as much. Like, and it's nothing that we did. It's just the market dynamics changed. So buyers are scared or the flip, fix and flippers are scared and are becoming more selective and your buy and hold guys um, can't pay as much, right? So it became instantly harder to dispo. So for us personally, we are actively looking to raise private capital. Uh, so, you know, it's something that I've done in the past before, got really complacent because I didn't have to worry about it. And uh, well, we need to worry about it. Uh, so, you know, because if our fix and flippers aren't willing to pay the price that we think they should be paying, then, uh, for us to continue, uh, in this environment is we're just going to take the deals down ourselves. So, um, that's not why you guys jumped on this call, but, uh, just kind of want to share with you guys, like, this is kind of the lay of the land for us, at least in the Phoenix market. So, um, what are we experiencing right now between us with our, in our Phoenix market, and then with the hundreds of clients that we have in training? There are two types of sellers right now, right? The first type of seller is kind of motivated, kind of not, right? And these are the ones that like we would try to close them at 80% and we had a decent track record. These are not the kind of sellers that we're gonna be locking up for 65 to 70%, right? The other type of sellers are the ones like, I need to sell now. And that's what we're marketing, right? That's why you have deal machine is to find those sellers. So. Our job right now is to find more of those sellers and realize that some of these sellers that uh, we were kind of like stretching to make work before, they're just going to be even harder to work with today. Five months, I think this, things will change. I also personally believe that we're going through a purge, right? Kind of like the movie. Uh, I think that you know whoever makes it to December is going to be doing awesome in 2023. Might have a record year in 2023. But, you know, I think we're going to lose probably at least half of our peers, at least the ones that started during COVID, you know, uh, whenever we got paid to stay home and start their wholesaling business, I think we're going to lose a good chunk of those guys. And I recognize that some of you guys might be in that environment or that might describe you. That's not to say anything bad can happen to you guys because you guys are surrounded by the right people. Matt mentioned earlier relationships. I am a big believer in relationships. So as long as surrounded with the right people, right? You're on these calls. Uh, you guys are going to make it all the way to through December and enjoy the, the, the big wins, uh, in 2023. So we have to pivot, right? We have to pivot. That's the biggest thing. So how do we get the sellers to understand? And so we kind of alluded this a little bit yesterday with David, like, how do we get a seller to understand what's going on in the market? You know, like in our market, 
home builders are slashing prices, right? Homeowners, we have record price reductions. Interest rates are going up, right? So if I sat down and I said, Matt, look, I understand you're trying to get $300,000 for your house. I understand Zillow says your house is worth $300,000. You got to look at it from my perspective, Matt. We've got way more inventory now than ever before. Foreclosures are up. Interest rates are up. You know, people can't qualify for as much. Um, you know, we got these record price reductions. These home builders have just stopped building. And I say all these things to Matt. He couldn't care less about anything I had to say, right? It's kind of like, um, the, was it Charlie Brown, right? Where the, where the moms, the adults are always like, wah, 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 right? Like he just doesn't care about anything I have to say. And this is true with just in a regular sales dynamic, you know, whenever we're talking and explaining, people don't listen to us. It's like the, the dynamics kind of like, um, if you were a sorority girl and you're talking to a fraternity boy, he's going to say whatever he's going to have to say, right. To get the situation where he wants to be. That's how we're treated in the living room, in the dining room, where we're talking to homeowners and we're explaining or we're talking. So. Don't talk to them. Don't explain to them, right? Bringing articles, bringing proof is doing absolutely nothing to convince the homeowner about our situation and our dynamics. Um, you know, I always laughed. Remember, I came from the realtor days. I always laughed at the realtors that always had pictures of their faces on the signs, right? You know, those uh, on those real estate signs. Because yeah. who cares, right, about what you look like? You and your mom. No one else gives a crap about what you look like, right? That's the reality of the world we live in. So then we stopped telling and we stopped educating with homeowners. So here's how we're having this conversation. So I'm I'm assuming that when I sat down with Matt, that Matt's got real pain, right? So we did the we talked about setting the proper expectations for the appointment. That's what we talked about on our last call with the machine. So I set the proper expectations for the appointment. Hey Matt's gonna be yes, no, you're not allowed to think about it. If you guys don't remember that part, go back and watch the other video, right? So I set the proper expectations. Then I'm going to get Matt emotional, right? Because Matt actually has real pain. You know, he really needs to sell, right? Now we're in the price step. And in the price step, if Matt's like, well, you know, Zillow says this, Redfin says this. I saw, you know, like this neighbor sold their house for X, right? And these are things we're hearing. We can, uh, we can do a couple of things, you know, like, you know, when they say that other household for X, okay, well, you know, when you call the other realtor, like, uh, what do they say we should, you, you should sell your house for? Well, I don't have time to talk to realtor. Oh, okay. Right. We're, we're just kind of like removing that objection. But then when we start talking about the market, it's really key here that we don't explain because if we're explaining again, they just ignore us. So I'm going to say, Hey Matt, you know, uh, you seem like a really smart guy. You're probably paying attention to the market. You know, you saw what Zillow says your house is selling for. I get that. Uh, what are you hearing right now when you're watching news about the real estate market? And I'm going to have him tell me what he's hearing. And after I t he tells me what he's hearing, okay, and how do you think that's going to affect the market? And now he's telling me how the bad news is affecting the market. And as okay, so how do you think that's going to affect the value of your home. And now he's got to negotiate against himself. So here's the thing, right? If I tell you the market's going down, whatever, I'll roll the dice. I'll take my chances. If you're telling me the market's going down, now we're having a dire situation, right? And now you're explaining to me the market's going down and why I can't pay as much. You're explaining it to me. You're justifying it to me. So, um, so I just gave you that one example, right? Like, what are you hearing in the news? Everyone talks about real estate, right? Everyone we know talks about real estate. So if it's that, what are you hearing in the news? Is it okay? Like, have you talked to your friends? Like, what are they thinking? Um, and if that doesn't work, then we got four or five questions that we ask. So, you know, Matt, with interest rates going from 3% to 6% for buyers right now, what do you think that's going to do to the market? I'm not saying the market's going to go down because interest rates have gone up. It's like, hey, you know, with interest rates going up from 3% to 6%, how do you think that's going to affect the market? Or, you know, right now we're hearing there are record price reductions going on today. 
what do you think that's going to do to the real estate market? Or if you're in a community with a bunch of new builders, hey, you know, like right now with all these new builders slashing the prices on their homes, how do you think that's going to affect the market? Or what do you think that's going to do to the market? Or another question is, um, you know, foreclosure rates have gone up 300%. What do you think that's going to do to the real estate market? Um, what was the other one we used? Um, listings, you know, we've noticed that, you know, we've quadrupled the number of houses for sale in a Phoenix market. How do you think that's going to affect the market? Right? So we're just asking questions. We're making assumptive statements and letting them come to the conclusion. Because if I try to drive you towards the conclusion, if I'm telling you what's happening, right? All those things I said are verifiable. And if I gave you all five of those things, said all five of those things to you, your eyes are going to gloss over. And like, what does that have to do with me? But if I tell you just one of those snippets and ask you for your opinion, right? Now you say, oh, yeah, that is going to affect the market. Okay, like what, knowing that, like how do you think it's going to affect your house's value? Okay, right. And now I'm getting you to negotiate against yourself. And that's the key thing, right? If you guys remember from our last, well, I don't know if we won the price last time. Um, but I don't negotiate against you $50,000. My job as a professional house buyer is to get you to negotiate against yourself, right? If you're negotiating against yourself, you're willing to take massive price drops. If you're negotiating against me, right? We're just kind of going, kind of going back and forth. There's not as much, um, what's the word? Um, not enough significant changes in your, in your number, right? If we're going back and forth based off two numbers, if I start, you know, instilling the fear of God in you, Right. Like if you don't sell, like and like the market's crashing, now you're hoping that I'll buy your house before the market crashes. So those are the things we're doing right now to get the sellers to be realistic. So the two things, um, you well, know, the three things you could do, right? There's this talking track that we're using. You can double down on the marketing. That's not what we're doing, but you could. I know a lot of smart people that are. Or you could do like us, we are doubling down on follow up. Everyone we talked to in the last year, year and a half, if you're thinking about selling, we're talking to you, right? You've gained some equity and now the sky is falling. What are you going to do? Are you still going to keep hold on to your house? Um, so, uh, but that's basically it. You know, the things that we're doing, and this may not be, you know, as fanciful as some of our other presentations, but really, I just want to kind of hammer home for you guys the talking track uh, with a seller that's not motivated or things the market's fine is if you try to explain to them, you're going to lose on all those opportunities. Right. And it's hard enough right now to find deals, to find motivated sellers. You got to maximize every single one. So I would just encourage you, encourage you guys to change your talking track to stating, you know, like just a quick snippet, just quick fact. And then asking them how that's going to affect. Let them tell it to you because if they tell it to you, it's gospel. It's fact. If you tell it to them, it's suspect. Maybe I should get a second opinion. Maybe I should just test the market. All right. That makes sense, everyone. Wow. <clears throat> I like how you started off. You know, I always struggle with smooth transitions when I'm going into strategic question asking mode, but I liked how you started off by complimenting Matt on being a very smart seller, doing his research and looking at the estimates to figure out what his house is worth and that you respect mm -hmm. that. I thought that was a really smooth way to do it. Yeah, right? Because otherwise, what's the alternative? It's like, well, look, Zillow sucks. Let me tell you why Zillow sucks. <laughs> and then I'm losing credibility. Right. Right? So I'm not challenging him on his statements. Like, man, that's obviously a sophisticated guy. That's awesome. I wish all, I wish all the sellers that talked to were educated. Please open up your podcast app right now and leave us a review and let us know what you thought of this episode. It means so much because the reviews help us get in front of more people. And the more people we can get in front of, the more we can help them achieve financial freedom. And we also get more energy to put more content out like this to help you. So by leaving us a review, it will give you more content to come to help you along in your journey. Thank you so much. Did you just wake up knowing all this? <laughs> knowing what? The sales. Like, I mean, you're, you're very good at having a conversation and, and directing it the way you want it to go. 
I'm curious, what did that look like for you behind the scenes? Like, did, did you spend a lot of time working on this or did you just kind of born, born this way or is it natural? Uh, it's not natural. I appreciate you asking the question. All right. Uh, so for you guys that don't know, I'm a recovering engineer, right? So, <laughs> um, I mean, I went to like to the whole story, right? Going to ASU as an electrical engineer, went to graduate school. I got recruited to UC San Diego. They paid me to actually go to get my, my PhD dropped out of PhD, but I finished with a master's degree, right? So I am not a natural salesperson, right? I was the over-educator. I would sit down, hey, David, before I buy your house, let me share with you what's going on in the market. And I would give you all these facts, right? And I would sell to you that way because we all naturally sell how we want to buy, mm-hmm. right? And the way I buy is I want all the information and once I have all the information, get yeah. out of my way, I'll make the best decision for myself. Turns out I'm in the minority. That is not a normal buying process, right? That's an engineering buying process. That's an analytical buying process. But by nature, most people are not this way. Um, we're all, in some degree or another, right? We're all, none of us are, are yeah, we're all emotional beings, but we're not, we're not thinking beings that could become emotional, right? We were all emotional creatures that have the ability to think, right? And so um, people buy emotionally to justify intellectually. I just happen to be more objective than most, and I would try to sell that way, and holy crap, that was horrible. So I was atrocious for most of my career uh, in sales. So um, so to answer your question, like, did I just naturally get this? No, I was working really hard for years on this. So I was going to, uh, Sandler three times a week, five hours a week for two plus years to work on my craft. Sandler. Oh, that's the sales driver of that sales training before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's where I learned it. Awesome story. Yeah. The takeaway for me, cause I'm also an engineer too. And, uh, the takeaway is like wherever you're at with your comfortability with sales is that you can always get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can absolutely get better. I think the big thing is I was trying to pardon everybody is to get out there and get punched in the face. Right. Like, um, I failed hard for many, many years. I, I, I got here uh, not because I'm a natural. I got here because I failed more than most people have tried. You put in the reps. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Um, Jody, do you? I, I liked your uh, your pushback there. You said you you know still talk to sellers who still think it's on fire. Do you, you want to maybe elaborate on that for Steve? And, and while you're doing that, feel free to either throw questions in the chat or prepare questions to 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 uh, chat with Steve here too. Well, <laughs> some of the not the people that are in the real estate game that are kind of selling their houses, but more of the people that kind of get a organic lead by knocking on their door or driving, driving for dollars. Uh, here in San Antonio, they just seem like the market is still on fire just because of just one month ago, but one month ago was one month ago. And it's, I, I really like how Steve is telling them, or you're basically telling them to give all the negativities, but if they're not seeing that negativity, then you're kind of, I'm, I felt like I just shot myself in the foot by doing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we asked them first, right? But if they're not, if they're, if they're not aware of any, then we'll start feeding them some, right? And we have like, you know, a few that we'll use that we'll go to. Um, but if they're still unrealistic, right? Again, the pain has to be there. Like the first and foremost, Above all else, the pain has to be there. So if they're like, yeah, no, I need this price. If I can't sell it, if you can't pay it, then whatever. It's like, okay, well, Jody, let me ask you this. If in six months your house hasn't sold, what's going to happen? How long are you willing to wait where, you know, live with this until you're ready to put this behind you? Right. And if you have real pain, like I, I can't wait that much longer. Right. But if you don't have a big enough pain, like if it's just like, I need to move in the bigger home. Cause I just had a baby. We're not the buyer for you. Right. But if you're the one that's like, I need to move across the country. Like, you know, they talk about family illness, uh, retiring, 
um, I want to pay for my kids' college, whatever, you know, like, I want to leave a legacy, like, how long are you willing to wait until you're able to do that? Mm-hmm. Does that help, Jody? Yeah. So, and that's why I said, like, you know, we set the hard rules, we went emotional with pain, and then we get in the price. So, you know, the stuff we're using here is going to help get some people to be realistic, but at the end of the day, if they don't have enough pain, it doesn't matter uh, everything else. Because we're asking, we're asking another human being to take a 30% haircut on their house. And what's the median price in San Antonio? I think right now it's like 250 But the houses that I'm looking at purchasing, the ARV on them are right around 225 215 so they're lower yeah. in ARVs. Yeah, so we're asking them to take a $60,000, $70,000 haircut, right? Like, you have to be going through something. So um, so I think the two things here is that, well, not the two things here, but the key here is, like, we are all in the sales and marketing business. Every single person, I see 39 participants, every single person here is in a sales and marketing business. And even though I'm the sales trainer, the most important thing is the marketing. We got to find the people that need to sell. That's what the old machine does, right? We got to find the people that need to sell. Once we find them, then it's up to us as the home buyer to convince them to sell to us. It's not to convince them to take a big haircut. It's to convince them to sell to us above all other options. That's what we're selling. So if, if there's not a pain, then you're going to have to find more people. And all our conversions are going to go down, right? Like, that's the reality. Everyone's conversions is going down. Uh, but the good news, you know, the silver lining here is that um, it's going to get easier. It's going to get better for us, right? We provide more value now than two months ago. Mm. Two months ago, you know, sell to us, sell to real, let's sell on MLS. Like, it's sold, right? It didn't matter how awful your house looked. It sold an MLS, right? In two days, two months ago. Today, we provide way more value. And the other thing too is you got to look at mindset. The cost to do business with us is the equity in your home. And what you're buying from us is certainty. And guess what's happened in this market? The price of certainty has gone you need us now way more than you needed us two months ago. So you have pain. You're going to sell it to us at a steeper discount to get your certainty, to get your fix, get your solution. And so we are more valuable as a result. When we find those sellers, we'll make more money. It's a really good mindset. Yeah, it's saying investors provide more value in times of distress in general. That's a, a really good way to think about it. But... um. Awesome. Feel free. Uh, if you either want to hit raise the raise hand button, uh, unmute yourself and chat that way, or throw questions in the chat. We can we can take them that way. I know everybody's get, you know uh, dealing with with uh, conversations every day and trying to talk to sellers all the time. So um, want to make sure you guys get the full value out of it. Um, I know on my end, and Steve, you talked about like, hey, uh, choosing us, like selling to us, is is you know the goal once you've uncovered that pain over anyone else. Do you have tips or, or you know, any anything you can share there on how to build that trust, how to become the kind of that that, that trusted advisor for them, and that they choose you over anyone else? Uh, yeah, I can give you some tips. I mean, that's basically what we cover right in our sales training. You know, our our modules. Mm -hmm. We have like twelve plus modules in there. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, I think really the big thing is really understanding what's going on in their world, right? Like the kind of example I've used is that. If I could repeat and articulate back to you, Matt, the pain you're experiencing right now, what's keeping you up at night, what's causing you to lose sleep, the the emotions, right, the activities, how it's affecting you, and also able to repeat and articulate to you what the ideal outcome looks like. If I can find, you know, in a perfect world, here's what's going on. If I can articulate both of those, I would argue at that point I've earned your business 
And there's no reason why you should go with anybody else, right? Like, there's a lot of guys talk about, like, you know, rapport, weather, sports, you know, uh, things you have in common. And that stuff's great. I'm not saying those things aren't valuable. But I, but I know what's going on in your world, what you're suffering through, and what it's going to feel like, what relief looks like. Why would you ever work with anybody else? You'd want to work with the guy that understands you the best. So asking questions the right way, understanding what questions to ask, when to ask it, and so on. A lot of this is so much, you know, human psychology. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, your training and kind of you know, what that, that line looks for that as well? I know you've been fantastic at giving us free resources for our um, for everyone here too. I'll, I'll throw the link in the chat, but you're giving us a free sales script as well um, for everyone to download. So. Uh, but yeah, if you want to talk a little bit about what, what you do there, that would be great. Yeah. I mean, basically what we do right now is, um, you know, we meet every single week. Uh, well, we have two different products, right? We have the course, we have 12 modules. You can watch it at your own pace. Uh, the other thing we're doing right now, which might be more valuable today is we're doing weekly calls, you know, with people and their sales team and so on. And we're walking them through our process, but more importantly, timely answers to their questions as to, you know, here's what we're struggling with right now, right? Everything I talked about right now, as far as like how to deal with this changing market is stuff that we've been talking about for the last four or five weeks, because that is a problem today, right? So, um, you know, having these scripts and so on for the changing market or changing dynamics, whatever, um, this is what we go over, uh, to help people close more deals. Um, again, we spend too much money to find these sellers, uh, my responsibility as a sales trainer is to make sure those opportunities turn into money, right? We didn't get into this business to have a lot of appointments We didn't have this, get into this business for a lot of potential income. We got into this business to change our lives. And so my, my responsibility as a sales trainer is to help you guys convert those leads into sales so that you can live the life you want. There's not only one script, there's five scripts, guys. And you got awesome. just downloaded it. That's awesome. Yeah. Paul sounds like a Sandler uh, expert. <laughs> oh, I think Paul's been through it. That's where I first heard about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Paul, you yeah, had to, I've had a chance to go in, to be in Sandler for four years so i've got a little over 300 hours in my local sandler sale training franchise and i've loved every minute of it and wow. applied as much to our business as we can yeah yeah i love sandler right like they're uh the thing i said in our last uh, uh training we did with the old machine is that we steal from everybody sandler the most but we stole from everybody gladly right i am the i love copying and pasting um, and so, um, Sandler helped us a lot. I would say the one thing that, uh, separates us is that we took Sandler and we applied it, right. And we're using it right. in the Phoenix market. So the scripts we're using is what we learned worked and didn't work, uh, for, for real estate. So it's very specific to real estate. Yeah, we do. We do like a seven step, the seven step sales debrief for bonding rapport, paying up for contract, budget, mm-hmm. decision, fulfillment, post-sale. And then I'm always asking, what are, what are the pain funnel questions? How are, have you gotten from level one pain to level three plane? And that's, those are our sales debriefs after appointments. Yep. Yeah. And pain is the most valuable thing. And again, you were talking about earlier, right? The emotions, like, um, I used to think that if you were a foreclosure or going to divorce, you had pain. I used to believe that. That's not pain. That is a pain indicator. It's like, hey, you know that foreclosure notice, you know, like, what did your wife say when you guys opened that door, when you guys saw that? That's real pain. Yeah. What are the conversations like at home? Uh, where else are you running into some financial challenges? Um, you know, how's this affecting your credit? Is this on your credit card? Right. You know, have you had a situation where you tried to use your credit card? It didn't work. That is feeling the pain. Have you given up trying to deal with it? Yeah. 
right? Versus like, oh, you're a foreclosure. Obviously, you have to sell, right? Like we're in 2022. Like in 2005, foreclosure was embarrassing. We normalized it in 2008. Like foreclosure is no big deal anymore. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just a thing that happens in your life. It's like going to college. So foreclosure is not pain. Were those other questions you said? What does your wife say when you open this letter? How how are the conversations at home? You had a couple more in there. I wanted to write down. Uh, how are the conversations at home? Is this affect? How is this affecting your credit? Is it showing up anywhere else in your credit? Um, you know, did you have, have you tried using your credit card, and it's been a problem? Uh, how about your car payments? You know, like foreclosure is just an indicator but it's showing up in a lot of places. And it might be a car repossessed. It might be, you know, this month you have to choose whether it was gas or food. I mean, there's a lot of other things that are happening when you're facing foreclosure. It's just one symptom. It's like the it's the outermost layer of the onion. That's really good. And by the way, I fully recognize these are all really hard things to say. Yeah, work your way up there. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you have any tips on how to get comfortable being uncomfortable like that? I mean, you know. Yeah, yes. I appreciate that question. So for us, what we impart on everyone we're teaching is just get a little bit more uncomfortable at each appointment. So your first appointment, tell me more about that. Right? Maybe your next appointment, tell me more about that. How long has, how long has this been going on? Um, how, you know, when's the last time you've had to handle this or, or deal with this, right? And it's just each time, and by the way, all those pain questions are in, uh, are in the script in that, that, that David posted earlier, all these questions we are asking, they're not all the questions, but the first 10 questions are in there. Um, and then, you know, um, you just, with each appointment or not maybe every appointment, but over time. This question was difficult to ask. It's now no longer difficult to ask. Uh, for example, I, I remember it used to be really hard to say like, hey, we have a problem here, right? To walk up to another person like, hey, we have a problem here. That used to be really uncomfortable, right? Now, it's gonna be really easy for me to say, I'm not saying it's uncomfortable or it's not uncomfortable. I'm just saying it's really easy for me to say now because I've done it so many times. So. Yeah, you say, we have a problem here, and then you don't say anything else. You just wait for them to respond. Yeah. Hey, David, it's Steve. You know, remember we were having the, the contractor take a look at your property? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, we have a problem. What's the problem? Oh, no. The Yeah, like the, we were expecting the, the bid to be around 30000 It's $60,000. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna cover that, right? Um, well, it's actually calling to let you know we're probably gonna have to cancel. You're gonna have to cancel. Isn't there any way you can we can work this out? Well, I can't imagine any reason why you would ever cover the difference. I mean, that's thirty thousand dollars more. Yeah, I don't have thirty thousand dollars. Is there yeah. uh, is there some other way we could do that? I don't I don't have that kind of money. Um, I mean, there's no way you would take less for the sale of your home. Well, I mean, if that was the only option, right? And but that's how we would have that conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was awesome, man. But it's, it's I, <laughs> but it was be really hard for me a long time ago. It's like we have a problem. Uh, but now it's like, well, <laughs> we have to say. And like, it used to be like, Hey David, how you doing? You know, uh, right. Like I'm beating around the bush and I can't get to it. Now I just tear off the bandaid. Go for the no. Go for the no. Exactly it. Do you pay for your acquisitions managers to go through Sandler? If so, what does that arrangement look like? Cause I have some hybrids in my company. Uh, we don't. So, uh, I train them personally now. Um, so I sit in the room with them and I listen to their calls and I, I work it through with them. And it's not that I want to sit, it's not that I want to sit in that seat. It's just right now that's the environment that we're in. So I am the, 
I, I, I'm training them personally. Uh, but yeah, that's the service that we offer is we help people uh, take what we've learned. Because, uh, you know, like we use Sandler a lot, uh, but there's also, you know, Chris Voss's Never Split the Difference. There's um, um, a lot of neuro linguistics programming that we use. Um, and then, you know, the combination of all the books I've read over the years. And then what's really cool, I'm really blessed, uh, you know, Matt talked about this earlier. I'm really blessed. Like, I've got over 50 clients within Collective Genius. And so training all of their top salespeople and hearing the challenges that they're running into, uh, it's made me, it's forced me to be a better trainer than I was when I started uh, this adventure two years ago. So um, I'm not saying I'm better than any uh, particular training program. It's just that we have a unique insight right now in, in this environment and, and buying houses, right? I wouldn't say like, use me for like car sales training or anything like that. Just say in, in the house buying business, we have unique insight because we get to work with the best players in the country. Love that. Is there, uh, you know, the fact that you're working with so many other ones and you're hearing their objections right now, are there any other common ones you're hearing them bring up that from sellers the, to help them get through right now that, um, you know, particularly the last couple of weeks? Um, there's, there's always like this trend, right? Or these themes, like the biggest thing is, um, um, third party people, right? Like they got siblings in a, in a probate situation. Uh, that's a pretty common theme. Um, obviously we all deal with like husband and wife, you know, one person's there, one person's not. Uh, so I can share like how we deal with both of those situations. Um, so I would say with a husband and wife situation, uh, that is not a sales decision or sales process. That is a business decision, right? If you're dealing with a situation where there's a husband and wife and one of the spouses isn't there, you've got a business decision to make. Do you want to move forward with this appointment knowing you're not going to get a contract today and hope to get it later on? Or do you reschedule to a time where you're both going to be there? This is not, there's not a right or wrong answer, right? It's just which one makes the most sense for you. Um, maybe if you have fewer opportunities, you run through this appointment and hope to get the spouse later on. If you have more opportunities, maybe you just reschedule this so later on. If you don't ever meet with them again, no big deal. Because you know, if you meet with the husband alone, you're probably not going to get the deal anyway, right? So that's like a business decision. Side of sales process. So if I meet with Matt, so I'm talking to Matt. I was like, hey, you know, um, I thought your wife was going to be here, right? He's like, oh, my wife's not here. But she told me, you know, like whatever I agree with, I'm okay with. I said, okay. Um, so, um, you know, Matt, in my experience, what we found is like the husband has some concerns when they're selling the home. But the wife also has some concerns. And um, when I've tried to, you know, work with the husband, the wife was always kind of angry that or upset that her concerns were addressed. I don't want you to walk in this, that kind of situation, you know. Um, have you ever, ever at, had your wife ask you to do something and you did it <laughs> and you got in trouble? Me <laughs> too. Me too, right? I don't want you to run into that situation. I want to make sure your concerns are addressed and her concerns are addressed. What would be a good time where we can make sure that we're able to talk to both of you, address both your concerns, right? That's one way to go about it. Other way to go about it is, hey, you know, um, we can definitely discuss this and, you know, address your concerns, but I don't want your wife to feel left out in this process. You know, we can meet you and me. When would be a good time for me to come back to talk to your wife? Or it could be, you know, see, I'm the decision maker, right? This is... I, this is my house. I'm on title. I don't need to talk to her. Or she's told me, she's authorized me to do this without her. All right, Matt, I just want to make sure. Um, you mean to tell me that if you and I agree on price today, you don't even need to call her? And you're like, well, I still need to call her. Well, then it sounds like we probably should get her involved because she does care as to what's going on. All right. So those are, you know, dealing with a husband and wife, right? We've all dealt with a scenario. Right, like how how many guys are like, oh yeah, the husband's of course it's a decision maker. Yeah, let's go ahead and run this appointment, and he calls his wife, and like it goes absolutely nowhere. And now you're, now you're playing follow up game, right? That's husband and wife. The other one is um, 
they got like a higher authority, right? Like siblings in another state. So for us, I was like, Hey Matt, you know, um, you're, you're, you're just there to collect offers, right? That's typically how it goes. Like one person's there is collecting all the offers and they're going to run them back to the siblings and they're going to pick the best offer. Right? So I go and say, Hey Matt, I'm willing to pay $150,000. You go back to your siblings. It's like, I got this guy's willing to pay 150,000 siblings typically say, well, maybe we can get more. Why don't you go get some more offers? Right. And now you as a home buyer is screwed. So I'm going to say, Hey Matt, like how much were you hoping to get? I know you got some siblings involved, but like, what do you think, you know, makes the most sense? Okay. If I could pay that number, what would happen next? All right. Well, that 150 you're looking for, it's a little bit more than I feel comfortable paying. Um, how about we do this? How about you talk to your siblings, see if the 150,000 works for them. And if it works for them, I'll go back to my partner and say, look, this is a really unique situation. You know, I think we need to do this for them. We, I think we need to pay a little more for this house, but I can't go back and argue with my partner on your behalf until I know you guys are committed. So he talked to your siblings, figure out if that number works for you guys. And if it does, I'll go back and fight for you. All right now, when you go back, it's like, Hey, I got a guy, he might be able to do 150, but we got to commit. Now you're going to give now you're going to bring back a commitment to me. Not a, not, you're not going to be ghosting me. Yeah, you got the perfect answer for every freezing situation. <laughs> like it's I said, you get punched. <laughs> you get punched in the mouth enough. <laughs> get those. Can you do your. Can you cover your upfront contract? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll. All right. So you're Paul. You're the seller. I'm the buyer. Right. So, um, hey Paul, thank you for inviting me into your home. Um, can I share with you uh, how these conversations normally go? Sure. Absolutely. So these meetings do generally go about an hour, hour and a half. Is that still a good amount of time for you? Yeah, you mentioned that all the time. All right, appreciate that. Uh, in our experience, homeowners want to know how this process works, how much money they're going to get from it, and when they're going to get their money. Am I missing anything? Um. Well, I probably have a question about condition. Of course, we'll get to that. Um. And obviously for me to figure out if this is a house that we're going to buy, I'm going to have to ask you some questions. Uh, some of these questions might come across as personal. Will that be okay? Yeah. You mean like about money? Yeah. You're good with that? Yeah, we can talk about money. All right. Appreciate that. And at the end, one of two things is going to happen. Either we buy your home or we don't. And either way is okay. Um, if the offer we present to you doesn't work for you, would you be okay telling me no? Yeah, I don't want to tell you, no. All right. And if we figure out in the end, this is not a house that we're going to buy, are you going to be okay with that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, because I figure y'all don't buy everything you look at. Right. See, you already you already done your homework, so I appreciate that. Um, and if it does make sense for us to work together, what that means is we're going to take everything we talked about and put it all in writing. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. All right. Um can I share with you my biggest fear? Yeah. Uh, so you come across as really nice. And uh, some of the people in the past, instead of telling me no, they told me that they needed to think about it because they were trying to protect my feelings. Can you promise me you won't do that? I assure you, you cannot hurt my feelings. Yeah. I mean, I figured you're a big boy, I'm a big boy, and you're doing this to make a profit. You get it. So... Uh, if at the end, if I hear anything besides yes or a no, I'm just going to take that as a no. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fine. That's it. That's what we do. All right. So fast forward into the, we go through paying, we go through budget, and then I give you a think it over. And now you're going to enforce the upfront contract. Let's mm -hmm. role play that. So Steve, thanks for coming out. I'm, I'm just going to, I really appreciate the offer and. I'm going to talk to my wife and we're going to, we're going to think it over and circle back with you. Think it over. Yeah. Just, um, make sure it's a, a fit for us. I don't understand. Um, well, 
I haven't had a chance to include her in the conversation. I just want to make sure she's comfortable with that number two. Oh, okay. So in the beginning, we were talking about it was going to be yes or no. Uh, are you saying that you really weren't prepared to do something today? Um, yeah, I think, I guess I'm, I'm prepared to, I kind of know what I want to do. I just want to run it by her and make sure she's on board. Okay. Um, she probably wouldn't be able to take a call from me right now. Yeah, we could, we could call her. You mind if I just take a minute to call her in private? We can do that. Okay, sweet. So that's one direction I would go. So let's just say it wasn't the wife, right? It was just like, I still need to think about it. Then the follow-up would be, um, you need to think about it still. Okay. Is it the process? Is it the process you got to think about? You say, no, it's not the process. Oh, got it. No, I think you explained that thoroughly. Yeah, so I got it. It's the price. You're uncomfortable with the price. Yeah. You know, we're all going to have hesitations and fears or doubts that we are leaving money on the table, you know? Okay. Well, if the price doesn't work for you, just tell me no. Okay. Well, yeah, then I guess if you put it that way, let's, let's call it a no for now and then we'll circle back. And I guess if we can't, just to be candid with you, um, which I'm sure is what you want. If, if we can't find a, someone that would be willing to pay more then we'll, we'll circle back and just maybe see if you're still interested. Yeah. Uh, can I share something with you? Yeah. So I wish, you know, we had all the money in the world. We really only have enough funds to buy one or two houses for the next couple of weeks. You do your research and you find someone else is willing to pay more or you can't find someone else. I'm afraid when you call me, I won't have the money then either. So this is not a standing offer is what you're saying. I can't afford for it to be a standing offer. I don't like to make promises I can't keep. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. Outside of role play. I love that. I think that's phenomenal. Yeah. We're not, we're, we could be doing that and that would re that would be really, it would bring urgency to the conversation. Yeah. That's amazing. <clears throat> yeah. But I'm putting all the pressure back on you, right? Like, why is the pressure on me? <laughs> this is your problem. I came to buy a house. Right. Like, are we buying a house or not? What's going on? So, uh, so but yeah, one, so like that's one one small question when you when you were in your upfront contract and you were doing you started off with your no I know this is a point of minutia but you started off with in the middle of your contract you're talking about whether I might say no and then you cover your no but typically we reverse that and we cover hey I might find that the home's not a fit for us mm -hmm. and uh I hope you're okay with us telling you that. Yeah. And then, you know, you may also find that we're not a fit for you. Um, and I hope you're okay with him. So do, do you typically, when you rather cov cover the, your no before the prospects no? Um, I mean, we already do that, right? We're like, you know, obviously for me to figure out if this is a house we're going to buy, I'm going to need to ask you some questions. So we kind of do it there. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So hopefully that was gross and uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> so I appreciate David and Paul Wolf, you guys being willing to do the role play. I know that, you know, I know that's not always easy, but uh, Paul and Keith, too, you've had great, uh, great comments in the chat and stuff, too. So I'll, I'll try to download the transcript and sh include this with the, uh, with the recording, too. But yeah. Um, yeah, this has been fantastic, Steve. Any last minute uh, thoughts, questions from anybody? Or Steve, can you remind people how to connect with you, too? Um, yeah, well, there's a link that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so we have Instagram, right? At Steve.Trang's best way to get a hold of me, but we have that, that link that you guys have. And this is what we do every week. Like for me, I, I believe we spend way too much damn money to not be closing deals. So we do this, we do the role play. 
we do the uh, uh, pipeline, you know, like, you know, give me a seller that you're struggling with. And then we just started recruiting, uh, recording, you know, some of my calls and some of our uh, sales trainings. We're uploading it that into the group as well. Awesome. Perfect. Like I mentioned, we're doing uh, the recordings next week. We're going to switch that over, hopefully launch that next week for the portal. Um, so that way you guys can easily, you know, access all this past stuff uh, really quickly. I know next week's uh, same time, same place will be Gary and Susan Harper. So they're going to be phenomenal um, talking about how to, how to really build a business of impact. And uh, they're, you know, they, they're experts in many things around uh, building a team operations, all of that. Um, so really excited to have them on next week, but uh, great, great seeing everybody. And Steve, really, really appreciate your time, man. This was fun. My pleasure. All right, guys. You got grilled, Steve. You got grilled and you came out medium rare. <laughs> nice. That's how I like to do it. That's how I like to do it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, well, great, great right. stuff, guys. And uh, see you all next week. Later. Happy to be fun. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Deal Machine Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please leave us a review and follow along wherever you're listening to your podcast.